This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Robert Bo Bravo, welcome to the show. Mark, it is great to be here. Now, to it. you want me to call you Bo, so I only said the full name because I got to be correct. Uh, right. I don't know, politically correct in the beginning, but we're going to call you Bo from the rest, for the rest of the show. So before we get started, I want to put you in the context. So take a few seconds, tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah, so in a nutshell today, Mark, I help I help leaders, I help executives, I help professionals make their strategy a reality. I use my background, my experience, my expertise, my thought leadership to to give people the tools, the knowledge, the tactics to actually turn their strategies, whether it's an individual strategy cuz you're working with someone one-on-one or it's a business strategy, help those strategies come to life. That's that's I, what I'm doing today. I love that make a strategy into reality because one of the things I deal with out with my clients and probably you do with yours mm-hmm. is people keep things in their head. And when you keep things in your head, you start telling yourself stories and you start inflating things and it's not real. That's why I'm a big fan of the bullet journal. I'm like, write those goals down every day in your own handwriting because they become real. If you keep them in your head, then you can say, well, I didn't say I was going to lose 50 pounds this, this year. I really is going to be like three pounds. And so we start telling yourself stories. So I like yeah. the part you said about reality because today's December 31st. Well, listener, if you're listening to this day, it came out on December 31st, the final day of the year that some of us would like to forget. I won't say everyone because Jeff Bezos' net worth doubled, so I'm pretty sure he's pretty happy about 2020. (laughs) So let's talk about as we transition to this whole new year, hopefully COVID goes away and we can go back to some sense of normalcy. Let's talk about how can we create reality and get those stories out of our head. Yeah, no, I think that is a great, it's a great topic. And, you know, with people that I've been working with, and even for myself, you know, I never do, I never, I never preach something that I don't practice myself. Uh, So, so spending the time, uh, you know, all things about 2020 that, that were bad with the pandemic. um, You know, some of us have, have flipped that and started putting the plans in place, uh, writing out the strategies that we want to execute against uh, in 2021, based on all the stuff that we've learned over the past nine, 10 months, and where we've had to pivot um, in our own businesses or in the businesses of others. And um, writing that stuff down, keeping, you know, putting new systems in place, things, things that you can actually execute, uh, starting, shoot, we'll say starting on Friday, January 1st, you know, you're into 2021, you know, no breaks. And, uh, it's really important. It's really important to help people through, through the transition in their mind to get it out of their mind onto paper, and then the actual actions and behaviors behind it uh, that they can literally start executing uh, as soon as the new year kicks off. Um, now, I love how you talked about lessons learned because I think it's a mistake. I don't care if you got COVID and you got over it, or if you lost someone. I, mean, I care if you lost someone, obviously, yeah. but whether you had a good year or a bad year, you just can't say, oh my gosh, I'm so glad 2020 is almost gone. What lessons can you learn? Because I think everyone fails. Everyone fails. I don't care what your name is. We all fail. The successful people say, what can I learn? The people who are just like, I just want to make it to five o'clock. I want to make it to the weekend. They're like, man, 2020 sucks. I wish I yeah. would never lived this year. Well, listen, you, you, you experienced 2020. 
If you make it till tonight at midnight, at the stroke of midnight, you've made t- through 2020. So what right. lessons can you learn? I think so many people that I've seen and I coach, they don't want to look at the lessons. There's lessons to learn, be learned from every situation, good and bad. A hundred percent. And I think that's the, uh, that's the importance of, you know, if you want to give it a formal turn, term, uh, is from my background in the military, it's after action review. And it's really an after action review of 2020. And, and really spending some time, man, if you do nothing else this weekend, spend some time looking back on this year and, and put a, put a pen to journal, you know, get out a piece of paper and a pencil. I mean, write things down, everything that went wrong, everything that went right and, and start analyzing those things to take with you into 2021, because, you know, chances are you had some things that you did do well. And that that went really, really, really well for you. And those would be things you want to continue building upon and working on in 2021. And then and then you actually give yourself an opportunity to look at things that that didn't go well and and figure out, was it a was it an internal thing with yourself? Uh, or was it external factors that were impacting um, whatever those items were? Uh, but take some time for reflection to look at those lessons uh, learned, use them to your advantage moving forward into 2021. Yeah. And I, I, you know, this is a weird time to have this conversation because the new year is tomorrow, but I, I want to get people away from this January 1st is a fresh start mentality because I have people coming to me and I'll coach them and it'd be like August and like, okay, I want to start the first of the year. I'm like, no, start today. Right. What are you going to wait till January 1st for? Now, this is coming out December 31st and January 1st is tomorrow, but let's say you're listening to this on February 12th. Don't wait till January. Start right. today. And I, I think so many people are like, they think January 1st, COVID's going to go away. January 1st, you're going to make a million dollars. January 1st, you're going to land that big client. You may, mm-hmm. or you may not. And so right. I think January 1st is just a date in the calendar. Yeah. And like you said, it's just a coincidence that it happens to be tomorrow, right? Yeah. It's tomorrow's just the next day. It's Friday. Um, but yeah, it's the saying, you know, don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. And, and that's how, that's how I live because, you know, we're not guaranteed tomorrow and procrastinating until a future date down the road, uh, doesn't lead you to what it is you want to accomplish by that date. Um, I'm a big systems person in order to stay productive and, and keep things going. So absolutely have, absolutely have goals. Monthly goals, quarterly goals, annual goals, but I have to have that daily, uh, that daily rhythm, daily battle rhythm and things that I know that I'm going to get up and I'm going to do on that day that are going to move me toward accomplish, accomplishing the goal. Um, and then they just, all those days add up and you don't want to wait until January 1st to, to even get started. Yeah. And let me, let me go on the limb here and let's say you're listening to this eight o'clock in the morning on December 31st. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to start running tomorrow. You can start running today. Okay. Yeah. There are some things you can start today. Don't wait till tomorrow. I remember a couple of years ago, I think it was 2019. I told my wife I was going to go vegetarian on January 1st, 2020. Mm-hmm. And I started like three days before Thanksgiving, which is kind of weird, but I just, I, I like going the moment. So I don't wait. And I I want people not to wait. And today's a perfect day to do it. December 31st, spend some time, sit down, get a piece of paper or a notebook, get a pen, turn off all your electronics. This is very important. So don't do this on your computer and just write, what do you want to accomplish in 2021? I mean, sit there in the silence, 
and just like ask yourself and just keep writing and writing and writing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people go, well, I'll go to the gym. I want to start working out. I want to have six pack gaps. No, no, that's the same. I don't like New Year's resolutions. I Me want either. you to have goals. So let's talk about the difference between a resolution that we all set and break within three weeks and a goal. Yeah, that's a great that that's a great topic because I'm not a fan of goals either. Um, you mean resolutions? I'm, I'm, well, I'm a fan of goals, not resolutions and making resolutions <laughs> just because it's the new year. Yes, yes, that's what I meant. Um, so so a resolution in, in my mind is is something that you've just you've said to yourself on that day. You've come to you have you're finally going to have the resolve to start something new. And for most people, you just said it. And it's very common. The next three weeks will be great business for all your local gyms that are open because they're going to have an <laughs> influx of new memberships. That happens every year, right? It's yep. their Black Friday. Uh, because because people have, they've told themselves for a couple days or whatever that they're, they're going to, they have the resolve to get up and go to the gym. Um, and it'll last for a few weeks. Because why? Because they really haven't set a goal for themselves on what they want to really accomplish with that. And is it a realistic goal? Is it something that they can make incremental um, steps toward, you know, whatever the final goal is, even if that is six pack abs, right? Well, that's more than the gym. Now you've got to really write out what all that means, right? Yep. That's diet and kitchen and um, and the working out and how many other people are in your home. They're going to influence what you eat or don't eat. Lots, lots that go with that. Uh, so you would you would need way more than a resolution to accomplish that, right? Absolutely. Because it, it goes way beyond um, just you finally saying to yourself that you have the resolve to do something. Um, it won't last. There's no impact. And I also think you need to have um, people along to cheer you on. My yeah. wife and I decided, you know, we're going to give up added sugar, Okay. There's sugar and apples that's natural and stuff like that. But we decided we're going to cut out nearly all of our added sugars. But we're doing it together because if she's eating, eating ice cream and cupcakes and cookies, it's really difficult to me like, oh, man, I have an apple. But if you right. do it together, like we have no added sugar in our house right now. If you do it together, get a partner. So if you're married, you could be your spouse or right. maybe one of your kids or someone you go to gym with. Work on the goals together because the days you don't feel like doing it, your buddy may say, hey, let's go. Oh, it's time to walk. It's time to run. It's time to go for a bike ride. Yeah, no, you're hundred percent. My wife and I do, you know, with the gym, we, you know, every morning we don't work out together when we're at the gym, but it, our morning time and getting up and getting to the gym is a, is a partnership, right? And there are days when it's me encouraging her, come on, you gotta, we gotta go. And other days it's her encouraging me. So when you have that partnership, uh, it definitely works, uh, for sure. So yeah, you gotta set goals, attainable goals. Uh, that you can plug away at and then put the steps in place to get there. Hey there, it's Mark, and I will coach you for less than $2 a day, plus give you access to a group coaching call every single month. For more information, visit MrProductivity.com. Absolutely. So you have written a book. I love the title of this book, From the Battlefield to the White House to the Boardroom, Leading Organizations to Values based results. Now the title, like I judge a book by its title. Okay. Some titles have like, what were you thinking? But you know, I'm fascinated by the white house. This is not a political podcast. I'm fascinated by the white house. I've seen all those documentaries on YouTube and on discovery channel about the white house and what goes on the white house. I mean, it's not, it's the people's house. It's really not like 
Right yeah. now it's Donald Trump's house and next month will be uh, Joe Biden's white house. It's not really your house. You just can't like walk around your bathrobe and your slippers. You can't do that. Cause it's like, it's a, it's a, it's an office. So tell us, I, I really want to talk about the white house first because mm-hmm. have you been to the white house? Cause I've never oh, been yeah. there myself. Oh yeah. For years, lots, lots and lots and lots of times. Um, so like, I had my, really? I had my badge. I had, I had full access to West wing, all that. Good wow. Stuff. Yeah. So it, it is, um, yeah. So I haven't, uh, we always used to joke, uh, I have a military background. I spent 20, over 20 years on active duty. Uh, well, thank you for your service. At, well, thank you. Um, but as you're traveling around, you know, serving your country and you're on a base, there's government housing, right? That's, there's housing on the base where if you're fortunate enough and there's availability, you can live on the base. So in essence, the president, commander in chief, he's living in government housing. I mean, those are his government quarters okay. while he's okay. while he's in and while he is the commander in chief. Those are his quarters. No different than a general who commands a base has a house on the base. That's the general's house. I never right? heard it's, of it that way before. Yeah. I mean, I, that's kind of how um, how I always looked at that. And so when you're there, that's exactly what it is. And there's portions of it. East wing, West wing, those are offices. Those literally you go in during the day, Monday through Friday. It's a, it's a hustle and bustle type of environment. No different than you walked into any corporation and people are working and they're, you know, maneuvering from office to office. Um, so it's a, it's a workplace 100%. But then you have the main house, the residents. Um, yeah. When there's not tours going on, you know, the, the families, dogs running around, you know, they have full access to the to it as like a house. Um, yeah, but there it's, it's temporary quarters until they're done with the presidency and then they are moving on. Now take us back to the first time you got to go to the white house, because I've never been there. How did you feel? I mean, I mean, you're obviously you served the country in the military. So you probably look at it with a lot more respect than a lot of people that have never been there. So talks about the very first time you walked in the white house. Yeah, it's a shock and awe type of thing, not just from what you're seeing, because there are, I mean, we have museums and, and other buildings in our country uh, that are that are more um, picturesque or beautiful type of architecture and so forth than the White House. But it's it's the feeling of this is the White House. This is this is the place where, you know, the office of the presidency, the, the West Wing, the Oval Office, you know, most powerful office. Uh, in the world, this this is where this is, and there's so much history behind this particular location and the number of people who have served and things that have happened uh, over time. So it was it's a very humbling, honorable, like I'm behind the wall now or I'm inside the the gates type of thing, and this is not something that uh, is afforded to to many people uh, that opportunity, especially especially today's time and after 9-11 when security just tightened um, incredibly so. Uh, so it's, it's, it was a feeling of really kind of immense honor to have that, have that opportunity to be there. Have you ever been in the Oval Office? Yes, I have. A couple wow. times. Wow. Yep. A couple of, you that's know. Gotta be a, that's got to be so powerful. To photo. Yeah, different photo ops with uh, standing in the Oval Office in front of the desk, one with President Bush, one with President Obama. Um, and so forth. And that is, uh, so a couple times inside the office, numerous times right at the door. Like I could, I could take guests in and give them, uh, show them around and so forth. And you could get right up and they could look at the, look at the oval office from the doorway, uh, and so forth. And even every time, 
you know, every time doing that was still, it didn't really matter how many times I saw it, that it was just like, wow, this is it, right? It, it just never got old type of thing. You know, I, I, I love the office of the presidency. I would never run a run because by default, half the people don't like you. And I don't yeah. like people not liking me. <laughs> I mean, I, I like my ex-wife. I mean, she doesn't like me, but I, I, I don't like to hate people. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I, mean, I hate the devil. That's the only person I hate. Um, but I just... I just, I couldn't bear people not liking me or writing smack about me. I, it would affect me. That's why I'm probably not a, I'm glad I'm not an athlete because people write smack about me. I'm like, well, I tried yeah, my best. You know? That's right. That's right. Once you have so much visibility, people are going to come out of the, out of the woods and start writing smack about you. Yeah, that's for sure. So let's get really tactical because yeah. I'm sure you wrote a lot about the book. Thank you for sending me a copy. Uh, I You're will welcome. read it at some point in 2021. So if you had to give us, two or three tactics or two or three strategies that would help us to be have 2020 to be our best year ever. What would these be? Those be. Yeah. I want you, we talked a little bit about this um, already, but cause I just think it's so powerful and I don't think until people actually do it, they don't really understand the power behind it because it's a connection between the mind and actually what you're going to do. I really would love people to, to get out a journal and write down what they want to do and how they want their day to go. Uh, from uh, So if you can do it for one day uh, and you can write, this is what time I'm going to get up. And, and it's like calendar blocking through the day, but literally lay out how, how you're going to spend your day. So, and if you're prepping that before that day begins, you give yourself a better chance of actually executing what it is that you wrote down. And when you're writing, you're kind of committing to memory. Like, this is what I said I was going to do. You're thinking about it um, and so forth. And you start to create, um, you start to create systems for yourself. So a, we talked about goals, right? So you're setting a goal. If you want to achieve a goal by, you know, the end of the first quarter in 2021, that's great. But every day you got to have something that you're doing that you execute against in order to achieve the goal by the end of the quarter. That's putting a system in place to get you to achieve the goal. Then at the end of every day, you'll be able to look back on that day and say, I accomplished what I set out to accomplish on that day. So you did. So you have this feeling of accomplishment that you did exactly what you intended to do. And there's no more powerful way to do that in my mind than to write it down. And whether that's writing it in a journal, on a notepad, on a whiteboard, uh, whatever, whatever works for that individual, like you said earlier, I shy away from putting that on the computer or even putting it in a notepad on the phone. I, it's, it's writing it. It's hand, pen, paper. Um, write that down. I think it's, it's a powerful tactic. Uh, everybody that I know that does things like that, they truly do uh, achieve more goals than the people I know that don't do that. Because I've recently, I, just, I recently fell in love with the bullet journal. And I'm 55 years young and I was always in electronics and I started reading about the bullet journal. I read the bullet journal method by Ryder Carroll. And, and what I do use the bullet journal with is I actually journal throughout my day. So like about an hour before this interview, I took my dog Gracie for a walk. So I wrote there, walked Gracie. Now, why is that important? Well, I write my bullet journal so a year from now I can read it like a book and go, oh, yeah, I did this on that day. And that's why I do it. So I try to capture the things mm -hmm. as they happen. Because what I found, if I wait till the end of the night, I'm like, oh, I'm tired. What did I do today? But if you do it, I find if you do it as you go throughout the day, 
Yeah. And the bullet journal, you're not draw, you're not writing four or five paragraphs. You're writing one or two lines. You're yeah. getting really succinct. And I find it very helpful because the thought comes like, as soon as I finish this interview, I will write down, I interviewed you. So next year when I'm looking through my journal, like, oh, that's right. December 30th, I interviewed uh, Bo and the interview came out December 31st. And yeah. it just re- reflects, now remember our conversation. Yeah, no, that's, I, I love that. And I think that's perfect. And it, it, it even helps me when I'm doing it myself. And I, I write about, I write a portion in the book. There's some tools in there about, um, how to get rid of fear and not be afraid of going after your goals and taking, taking, taking hard looks at what you can control and then focusing on the things you can control and not on the things you can't control. So if, if you're journaling and you're writing things down, like you had full control over walk, you know, walking your dog, you had full control over whether or not you interviewed me, um, for your podcast. Uh, you'll just start building these, uh, these new capabilities in yourself. Um, that will, that will really kind of take your worry and your fear away of whether or not you can actually accomplish a goal. Um, it's, that. yeah, it's powerful. It, it really is powerful. It's, it's one of those things I find sometimes the, the, the most simple things can be the most powerful things if you just do it right. It doesn't take much to write something down. You just have to do it and keep doing it, make it a habit. And you'll just start ticking away. And you'll be like, wow, I actually, I got there, right. It's April 1st and I'm there. I've yep. reached this goal. It's time to, time to up the, up the game and set the next goal or, or whatever. Um, yeah, so focusing on what you can control and uh, journaling, writing things down is powerful. And I would encourage the listener that if you never journaled before, go get a journal. And now don't procrastinate and find the perfect journal. It doesn't exist. Start writing a journal. And I just want you to open the journal and go January 1st, 2021. I got nothing. And then if you just write down every day, the date, I got nothing. After a while, you're like, well, this is kind of silly. But now you've got the habit going. You did January 1st, January 2nd, January 3rd. And like, you know what? I had a good meal with my wife today. That's all you write. And then January 4th, we're a little more. But it's starting, starting, getting started. So get a journal, write the date on it. And if you got nothing, if you don't feel like writing anything, just say nothing. But yeah. if you just write just the date down every day, after a while, like I said, you're going to like, Oh, this is silly. Why am I just writing a date? Then you're going to start writing. And the more you use it, it's going to uh-huh. become a habit. Like, like you talked about, Bo. Now all of a sudden you're going to look forward to writing your journal, but I think you need to start. You got to start. And so many people are like, well, what if I do it wrong? Look at, if you're doing it, you're not doing it wrong. Cause you can right. do it any way you want to do it. That's one of the reasons why I love the bullet journal. You can use any, any notebook. You can use anything you want. It's yours. You can, some people are artistic. I am not artistic. I can't draw pictures and all. So mine's all just print. Okay. Yeah. You can do your journal any way you want it. But the point is to start and don't get caught up in all the mechanics. I agree. My journals have, you know, they, they're hard. They happen to be hard. It's like a hardcover book with just line pages in it. That's all that's in. That's all that's there. Uh, there's no dates, there's no months. It's up to me to write in that book. And that's, that's all it is. Uh, and it works perfectly. I love it. One of the benefits of being a subscriber to my email newsletter is you get access to free weekly training from me to sign up for my email newsletter. Just go to mrproductivity.com. Yeah. I use a, a moleskin notebook I get from Amazon because Moleskin's like the premier notebook and it's got a hard cover and stuff like that. Cause I do bring my journal everywhere with me. So it's kind of portable, but I, I caution people that the, the thing I, I worry most about people like I'm going to do it. Let me find the perfect notebook. And that sounds so simple, 
but we've all been there. We're like, let me, yeah. let me find the perfect pen. Let me find the perfect notebook. And now it's like January 25th and you haven't started yet. So just use a notebook. You probably have a notebook lying around your house. Just yeah. get started. Just get started. That the, the, the act of starting uh, in and of itself is, is a, is a powerful tool um, to get you on the road where you need to go. And yeah, I, I can't, I can't agree with you more or harp on it more to, to get started, put in place the things that you can write it down and, and then start checking it off the, off the list. hundred percent. Well, I like to do something on my show. Um, that's kind of fun. It's called Mike swap. And I asked you, I never used to ask my guests and I caught them like what deer in headlights. So I asked you, you said you'd be game for it. So what Mike swap is for the benefit of the listener is I give you the opportunity to host the Mark Stuchowski podcast. And you can ask me one or two, answer me, answer me, yeah. no, ask me one or two questions. I answer, you ask, and it could be anything. Don't ask you for my social security number or my credit card numbers, but it doesn't have to be about productivity. Anything you're interested in, uh, I'm an open book. And this, the reason why I do this listener is it keeps me sharp because I literally have no idea what Bo's going to ask me and it keeps me sharp. So when I'm doing my live training calls, which I do on most Saturdays or on podcasts, I can be sharp because I'm practicing it. So Bo, you are the temporary host of the Mark Stuchowski podcast. Awesome. Well, listeners, welcome to the show. And and today's show, I'm going to ask Mark a very specific question. It's something that we talked about before we actually got started. Mark is a runner. I learned that about him. And he has a streak going uh, for running every day. So Mark, I'd like you to tell us a little bit about um, why you love why you love running and how it is that you actually get yourself to run every single day. Well, I want to take people back to August of 2017. Houston got barraged with Hurricane Harvey, dropped 51 inches of rain, and everything was flooded. Now, my west side wasn't flooded nearly as much as the people downtown. And so during that weekend, I read an article on runnersworld.com that says, what I learned from running one mile a day for 250 days. And I said, huh. I could do that. Probably takes me about eight, nine minutes to do it. So on August 29th, the rain, the floods left our area. Our street just flooded about three feet of rain. And I started running. And one day became two, became three, became 50, became 100, became 1,000. Now I'm over 1,200 days in a row. And the habit is so cemented in my life that when I look at the weather report, and it's going to be raining in the morning. Like, oh man, I can't run till two o'clock. It's part of my morning routine. I, I, it's so ingrained that if it's going to be like sunny at three o'clock, mm-hmm. I get up at five o'clock in the morning, seven days a week. I will run in the house for 30 minutes to, to, to get the day started. It's that important to me. And because I've been doing it for so long, like I shared with you before we started recording is I run, I have a goal of running a thousand miles every year. In 2020, I met that goal, I think about the 22nd of November. And so what I do then, because when you run every day, you can't take rest days. So my rest days are running one mile. And so since I hit the thousand miles, I run one mile to the end of the year. And then tomorrow I start that goal. The counter is at zero and I go in for a thousand miles. So it's so much a habit in my life. I can't imagine not running. That's awesome. And I think you just explained something. I don't think I know you did. You just ex- by, by asking that question and and you you giving the answer, you you kind of brought this whole episode on goals um, full circle. 
So you had a goal of a thousand miles. So you're at the beginning of the year and my goal is to run a thousand miles in 2020. Uh, if you don't have the daily system in place, right? It'll be such an overwhelming thought that how in the world am I going to run a thousand miles? Right. Because if you don't put the, if you don't put those daily habits in place to get there, it would make, so if it wasn't daily and you said, Oh, it's weekly or I'm going to run, you know, a couple times a week. Now your miles are five or 10 miles at a time versus yep. a couple miles or your goal like was three miles. You know, like three miles. miles a day. Yeah. Right. It would make that goal even more difficult to attain than putting in the daily habit and creating that habit in order to achieve. And look, you hit it before the, you hit it, what, six weeks shy of the, yeah. of the new year. Yeah. And, and for everyone listening, that's exactly how, whether it's running or it's business, you have to have those things that you're, that you're attacking every day in order to hit your goals and then some. Awesome. You have another question for me? Yeah. So where'd you find that t-shirt? It says, ask me. It says, ask me about my podcast. So oh, always, I see. now I can see it all. Always be promoting. So we're, we're seeing this on video, but uh, this is an audio podcast, obviously. So yeah. I always, I have a sweatshirt that says, ask me about my podcast. And it's amazing because first of all, very few people, unless you're a podcast nerd like me, wear shirts like that. So some people go, oh, tell me about your podcast. Some people go, what's a podcast? And so I can educate them. And, and so I've got over 680 episodes of the Mark Chesky podcast and I absolutely love it. And what's amazing is so many of my thought leader friends saying, you're not monetizing your podcast. Where are all the ads? I'm like, there are ads. Um, go to mrproductivity.com and go to the website. You're going to give us in a few minutes. So the ads on my show, there are ads on my show. It's me and the guest. I don't want you going to Audible or ZipRecruiter or Zoom Legal and I get $5 for it. I want, I want you to come to me and or come to Bo and be clients of ours so we can serve you. We're all about serving you. So I'm always promoting my podcast. Uh, eventually, I'm going to get shirts made up and, you know, we'll, when we go out and speak again in, in person yeah. and I'm going to give people my shirts because it's a great tool. And I, I, I love the whole platform of podcasting. It's my own yeah, radio station. Now I'm 55. I alluded to that earlier when you had to listen to radio and if they played your song, they played your song. Now this is my radio station. Though while I can't play music, I can talk about whatever I want to talk about on the Mark Chesky podcast. So I encourage everyone to get into podcasting, but here's the thing. I think the latest number I heard, there's like one point, I, the numbers aren't exact on this, like 1.3 million podcasts in the world, I believe. Mm-hmm. And only about like 20, 20% or 30% have been updated in the last 90 days. So, no kidding. Yeah. So people get into it and they quit after four or five episodes. Yeah. Okay. I, I've been doing this since July 7th, 2017. I'm not going anywhere. I love what I do. And I'm not a big podcaster like Gary Vaynerchuk or or, you know, these big names, but you know, I'm holding my own and people yeah. love listening to my show. I know they're listening. Well, no, I know they're downloading. I don't, know if they're listening. Cause I'm not in their car. That'd be really weird if I was in the car listening to them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I absolutely love the podcast. So thank you so much for being the host of the show. Uh, the final question I ask every guest is where can we go to find out more about you? Yeah. The best place to find more about me is at Robert Uh That's my primary website. And you can always find me on LinkedIn. Uh, but everything at, at the, at the website, robertbrabo.com, uh, has the book. It has our podcast link. Uh, it's all there. It'll have our, our new e-learning platform that we're launching on Friday, uh, to kick off 2021. Nice. Uh, 
Yeah, for continuing education uh, for HR professionals. Uh, so we're we're HRCI, SHRM, pre-approved providers. So that all kicks off on Friday, but that'll all be at the website, robertbravo.com. Thanks, Mark. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Absolute delight uh, talking to you folks. Please don't just listen to the show and go, wow, that made me feel good. Bo and I both want you to go do something today. So Bo, thank you so much for being on the show. It's absolute thrill having you on. Thank you. Hey, 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 don't leave this episode yet. I have a very important announcement for you. I want you to go to mrproductivity.com right now and get the top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs absolutely for free. It's my gift to you. And while you're at mrproductivity.com, I want you to click on the tab that talks about my digital productivity coaching program. I call it DPC. This program is incredible and I'm super excited about it because one, via a dedicated app, you get daily, yes, daily coaching and accountability prompts from me and the ability to ask me questions, short questions in the app. You get a live group coaching call every single, well, month with me. Third, you get access to a DPC members only community online, and it's not a Facebook group. And fourth, you get replays of all the group coaching calls and my Saturday morning trainings. Now, my Saturday morning trainings are free, but there's no replay. But DPC members get access to the training, to the replays, part of their membership. Now, what's this cost you? You may think thousands of dollars. No, it's $49 a month. That's less than $2 a day. So check out the digital productivity coaching program and grab the top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs at my website, mrproductivity.com.